You're listening to Episode 3 of Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. In this episode, Courage. The essence of leadership is about who you are and being clear about your values. Hi, I'm Sharon. And I'm Diana. And we're going to be talking about leadership in organizations. How are they the same and different? Leadership concerns and challenges at that director level versus that next sort of senior or executive Mm -hmm. level. Clearly one that's similar, I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. exactly the same, but that's similar, is around development. Mm -hmm. So, so... He needs to be concerned with people below him who are primarily technical people who are potentially emerging into that space where they can become good supervisors or managers. How does he spot that? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Is there ample opportunity for them to to Mm -hmm. demonstrate that? What kind of training and coaching do those folks need and if there isn't really money to send them out you know to some kind of program or whatever well then then how does he ensure that they get some training and coaching does he do it himself can he do it himself then there's the whole question of if they're technical people do they really want to give up that technical expertise uh, and and having their fingers in that technical world in order to get the benefits of um, of being a supervisor or a manager uh, for some people that's not a good trade-off right. both by you know by virtue of personality and and their likes and dislikes for others you know they may want the additional salary the additional status then that raises the whole question of should there be an alternate way for technical people to be rewarded Um, and in a large organization some of them have technical ladders you know you know and I know people who've been able to climb the technical ladder and and get mm, almost is or or Mm -hmm. as much money um, and status in their organization by being the go-to people for technical stuff as as a supervisor or a manager but in a in a medium or small organization where that doesn't exist or can't exist because they have too many constraints you know what what does the choice become do you lose people to do you lose them to the technical world in order to reward them mm-hmm. and are you really doing them a favor by by rewarding what's really not their greatest strength. So, that you know, that's always a challenge. His boss, by contrast, probably doesn't have that dilemma because people that his boss is supervising have already made that, that leap and have already said, in essence, I'm willing to give up my technical expertise, whether it's technical IT or some other... Right. You know, marketing expertise. They've already made that like practice area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the right. practice area. Yeah. They've already made that shift. Right. So there isn't the internal struggle around that. Um, 
and they've already demonstrated that they have some skills in the managerial or supervisory realm. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it's more of an assessment of, well, okay, how far into the, into the managerial or supervisory realm, or well, at that point, managerial, they're past the supervisor. Mm -hmm. how, how far are they gonna go? Can I help them develop the ability to see out wider in the organization and how the organization interfaces with the community that mm -hmm. it serves or the customers that it serves outside of the organization? So I think that becomes a matter of looking for different skill sets um, and then some of those same questions start to arise about how do you get this person the um, experience. But I think in some ways it's easier because as people begin to move up and they're more cross-functional, cross there, are, there are more opportunities to send them off on a, uh, a special Skunk Works project or a special cross-organizational team to, to research a particular area. So it's more opportunities to broaden their perspective on the organization by taking on new, yeah, uh, new, new challenges. New challenges. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it may be that the that the aim of the work is similar, but the execution looks a little bit different. So that's just one area. I think in, in, in the zeitgeist around, yeah. around organizations and business, there is this, this myth that when you reach a certain level of leadership in an organization, all you're really concerned about is you know, return on investment. You're, you're only concerned about you know, either, either you know, financial stuff, managing the, you know, the bottom line, or increasing the top line. And it's all about financial results. And, you know, and, you know, I, I think that's kind of an assumption that's out there. Mm -hmm. At least I bump into it a lot. And mm -hmm. it doesn't match my experience. No, it doesn't match mine either. Um, of what the concerns are when you get to that senior management or executive level um, about what they're really, you know, what's really going on for them. You know, efficiencies... For sure. I mean, I think always looking for efficiency, sometimes a willingness to sacrifice effectiveness for efficiencies, right, right. which is uh, troubling. But, um, but I wonder, you know, how is that different at those two levels? How is that, that sense of, you know, what kind of results am I getting and what kind of results am I seeking um, from that sort of director level to the senior management level? Well, I think one area that's likely to be pretty different is um, the relationship with the external community mm -hmm. um, and with government entities so that... Or regulators. Uh, and a reg yeah, That's right. right. A person at the more director level only has sort of, the, generally speaking, a pretty vague relationship with those things. They they know they kind of affect the organization, but typically they're not directly involved in that. 
that is typically the purview of the most senior people. So they're, they're very much more external facing mm -hmm. than the directors uh, or below who are much more internal facing. Um, so they have to have a more, well, what can I say? That's, that's a pretty big difference. They are more concerned with the environment. Absolutely, of the, that the organization exists in, and the the, Absolutely. the greater whole, the greater whole, say. yeah, and with the impact on the community, so that you know, at the senior level, they're looking at. I mean, th think about here in Oregon, um, the relationship sometimes between senior execs and the universities. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not we're educating university, whether universities are educating students in the right skill sets that employers are going to need. You know, that's typically something that the senior level folks are involved in. They may come back and, and have some mid or junior level folks involved in the details of working out at a programmatic level how that's going to work. But the whole impetus to make that happen, to see the relationship at a systemic level between getting students into universities, learning the right skills, having universities teach the right skills that businesses want and need so that then there are graduates who can right. fill the pipeline. That doesn't happen at the, the right. lower levels of an organization. Right. So I think that's very, very different. So I, I have one more question. Really interested in hearing your perspective on. And that is, I believe that one of the essences of real leadership is courage. Is the courage to do what you perceive is right and then be able to transmit that to the rest of the organization. So what? how do you see courage, leadership courage, being the same or different from the, the senior or executive level to the next, the, to their direct reports? Well, geez, you don't ask the easy questions, <laughs> do you? Well, of course not. <laughs> it's not my job. <laughs> not your job. Well, I do agree with your premise. I think that that's absolutely true, and I think it's an underrated and under-discussed under topic. You know, there was a book, I have it somewhere, that somebody wrote in the late 80s called Managerial Courage. Mm -hmm. It really struck a chord with me because I've always believed that. I've always mm -hmm. believed that it takes courage um, to stand up for what's right. and. Um, the stakes are pretty, can be pretty different. Mm -hmm. You know, if an organization is headed down a particular strategic path and somebody at the highest level says, wait a minute, you know, I think the ship's moving in the wrong direction. The courage to stand up in a boardroom and be the only one to say that is pretty profound, and people yeah. often get fired for doing that. At a at, at lower levels in the organization, it's the consequences may be quite different. It may be saying this policy isn't a fair policy. This particular way in which we 
compensate people isn't doesn't make sense it's it's likely to be around a more a narrower issue mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it takes any less courage right and um so i would say that that's probably the the difference is more in in terms of the impact on the organization as a whole as opposed to the impact on an individual or the impact around a particular hiring or firing decision, but it takes no less courage to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that being, being able to step up um, in whatever arena is one of the things I always look for in terms of people who really have the the ability to to move on in management and it's also the ability to to be courageous but not in an obnoxious way mm -hmm. to say to state your difference and your reasons and be able to not make everybody else feel either like they're stupid or jerks or immoral yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It, for me to be right, you have to be wrong. That's right. Yeah, but to that, say, that just doesn't fly. Right. It doesn't yeah. fly. And yeah. and people people will lose most of the time right. when they try it that way. So being able to be courageous but in a way that people can hear you and accept that you're not trying to be, you know, a wise guy or what you know a, a, a smart mouth but that you you have an honest disagreement I think is a skill um, that I know I haven't always been as good at I, I, I hope with some maturity I've gotten smarter about that and I remember when I was researching my dissertation how the women that had been successful at being advocates for other women in their organizations talked about that. They didn't always use the same language as, as courage, but they, they talked about being able to disagree um, strategically and without being strident. Mm -hmm. That was the word that, that many of them used. Mm -hmm. and, and that's because women speaking get out get accused yeah, of being yeah. strident. So they were particularly sensitive to that word. But, but, but the notion of um, of of what they did was that they were able to do it in such a way that they didn't alienate everyone that they were talking to. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's in a very important part of, of succeeding in an organization the higher you move up. You know, that's, that's a, a question that I, would, I wish I would remember to ask people because those stories of when is a time that you had to be really courageous, courageous at work? Are amazing stories, and yep. so many people have them, yeah. and very, very seldom get the opportunity to really tell those stories. Right, and I think that's that's um that's a way of disseminating. It's it's a way of a, a very low cost way of doing a lot of leadership training. It, if if people were able to share those courage stories about how I was courageous at work. Because those are always the moments that we're the proudest of. 
Of course. E even when they have not great outcomes. Yeah. We're proud that we were we stood up. Right. Right. And and so um I I would hope that if people respond to this podcast, they would write in um, and with share their courageous stories. Their stories of, Wouldn't that of be leadership wonderful? courage. I think that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. Yes, I'd love yeah. to hear more about that. Yeah. You know, and the older I get, the more I'm I'm understanding that a lot of life is about courage. You mm -hmm. know, there are a lot of situations that we're in, whether they're at work or not at work, where where who you are is more important than what you know or and it, weren't they talking about that last night at the at the uh democratic convention that well you weren't watching but no. they were <laughs> they were talking about the presidency is a job that reveals who you are because because there are so many conflicting pressures on you and so much so much you can't control um, and the forces are, I mean, and the consequences are so yeah. huge. Talk about leadership at the executive level. Right. right? <laughs> but that the presidency reveals right. who people really are because your real values, what you really think is important, is what rises to the top. Right. And I think that's really the essence of leadership. It's about who you are and being clear about your values. Has this conversation inspired any thoughts or questions? We'd love to hear them. Please leave a comment on our blog or email us. Leadershippodcast at gmail.com. This has been episode three of Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership, recorded September 28th, 2012. Thanks for listening.